Hi, this is Spurge, and you're listening to Baselines and Banter, a podcast where I interview music professionals, aka my friends and peers, at a party which is also called Baselines and Banter. This podcast is supposed to serve as an audio photograph, capturing what is currently happening in the New York music industry by interviewing the music professionals that both live here as well as those passing through. For today's episode, I interviewed Mahanila Shabri Reed and Shade Lawson of Cozy Global on August 28, 2018, at Kinfolk 90. Shade and Nila have been championing artists since Cozy's inception in 2014. What started as an online magazine evolved into a platform for up-and-coming musicians in London and beyond. To sold-out showcases at the Jazz Cafe, to parties in LA, New York, and more recently, Atlanta. Through their love of music and travel, Cozy have developed relationships globally that influenced their focus on curating a global sound. Selectors Neil and Shade spin everything from Afrobeats, glam, hip-hop, grime, R&B, and house, blending these sounds together to create a vibe that is distinctly cozy. Special thanks to DJ Bilda, who warmed up the night and provided the background soundtrack to the interview. Hey! All right. Welcome, you two. Thank How's you. First off, we're at the second episode of Baselines and Banter at Kinfolk 90. We have uh, DJ Bilda in the back on music right now. And we have two fucking sick guests here right now. We have Neil and Sade. Hello. What's Hello. up, y'all? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm, I'm like feeling like I'm getting in a groove a little bit, you know? Us too. So yeah. I, I'm getting good energy from both of you. So like I feel pretty good right now. So yes. nice. Uh, let's start off by, I guess, just introducing both of you. Okay. Kind of. Firstly, who are you? Big question. I guess, what are you guys doing? And what are you doing here in New York right now? Because you're not from New York. No, we're not. At all. At all. Um, <laughs> so we'll start so, with that. Okay. What do you guys do? And what are you doing here in New York? All right. Um, should I start with me? Okay. My name is Neela. Um, or Mahanila, Mahanila and I'm a photographer and a director and an artist manager and a DJ from okay. London and an event producer and a consultant and I'm in New York because I was shooting a music video nice Thanks. oh yeah <laughs> so I'm Sade um, I'm from Scotland nice. but I live in London I've lived in London for like eight years um, and I am a product manager, a manager. Uh, I run some businesses with Neela and my other some friends. Some mysterious. mysterious. Um, <laughs> we DJ. I'm just basically, I guess, an all-round creative person. She's also a supermodel. Oh, and I do model. Um, nice, nice. And yeah, I'm in New York, obviously, with Neela. Yeah. We live together, so we're just like traveling. We went to LA. Nice. We came to New York. She was shooting a music video. Shade was in the music yes, video. Yes, I was in the fire. music video. Just fire, yeah. And then just, you know, doing events and things together here. So yeah, just kind of like half holiday, yeah. half productivity. Okay. Bit right. of both, I think. That's cool. Um, so let's go back to this mysterious businesses that you guys do. Okay. What, we'll start with that because I think that's going to be a good focus for this. What, what businesses do you guys do together? Um, so we run, well, we, we have two. So one is in Bloom, 
which is a creative agency that we both run with six of our friends. Okay. So there's eight of us in total. Oh, and yeah. it's a women-led uh, creative agency. And we basically create exciting, hopefully exciting, cool work for brands. And we work with artists. We create music videos. We do like campaigns, um, photography and video. Okay. And then we also have Cozy, which is like our sort of baby um, which started as an online magazine and then became like an event series okay. and now we run events we manage artists we consult on different like music projects and then we nice. also DJ together as okay. like, cozy and throw parties okay cool yeah that's what we do hell yeah hell yeah any uh, exciting projects kind of in the past anyone's in particular that Ooh. I guess what's, what's on the resume what do, oh, what do we have that people people should yeah. know about Wow, how do we even begin? Um, I guess like with within Bloom, we've done like a lot of campaigns. Like we've worked with Adidas and Nike and Converse, and at the moment we're working on a Converse campaign. Oh, fine. Doing like stills and stuff that are going to be in like all the stores, which is cool. That's cool. Um, and then music-wise, so Shade manages like an artist called Lil C, who's a DJ. Hey, hey. Lil C, nice. yeah. I think Shout she out. was here. Yeah. She oh. was here earlier. Or she's oh, coming. Yeah. Nice. Right. That's cool. And then I, uh, I also manage an artist. So we both, nice. we both manage artists. I manage an artist called Danae Moore. Fuck. All um, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's really dope. Yeah. She's amazing. You know that um, video was really fire that you did. Thank you very much. Yeah, I directed the video. And then we both, like Charlie was saying, we both have background in like labels, like within music. Yeah. So I worked at Excel, yeah. and then Charlotte worked at Sony and now Warner. Okay, um, all right. So yeah, that's kind of like, I guess, the resume. Like, we're talking about artists, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sampha and Abayi and the XX and people like that for okay. me. And then oh, for yeah. you, it's like... Yeah, God, yeah. Uh, Bryce Taylor. A lot of UK artists as yeah. well. Nice. Um, and yeah, it works. Obviously, that's as well why it works really well because we did events together where yeah. we had like a mix of unsigned artists, signed artists. Nice. And it was it was really great to be able to like be in both worlds at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's just like develops into a lot more than that, which is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's something. As I was kind of, you know, doing my research on you all. I've seen like you both kind of have balanced this, uh, I guess, relationship between being in really established institutions like labels and what you're doing right now, where it seems like you're kind of working and trying to give access to a lot of people who might not have opportunities to that. What was your kind of experience? Like, how did you all find your your place where you were, even like within these labels, and start there? You know, like how did you end up there, and what was your experience like working at labels? <laughs> um, for me, it was really amazing. Um, I worked, I was lucky and worked at an independent label like XL and Young Turks. So I worked with like incredible artists and had like a really dope like amount of access to artists, which I think has sort of shaped a lot of the way of what I'm doing right now in terms of management and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. The way I, I got into it working with XL was just like so random, honestly. Like, I ended up like I applied for a job 
didn't get it. And then like a couple of months later, was they, they hit me up and they were like, we found something that we feel is right for you kind of thing. So it was a big deal. And I was like the first black woman working at that label. Oh shit, that's fine. Which was like, you know, a big kind of like thing, especially for something that was so like integral culturally for the music scene in, in the UK. So it felt like important to be there and to have that perspective. So I really enjoyed like working there and working with artists like Samfer and people like that. So yeah, it was really cool. Oh, and now like I'm freelance, kind of like spreading my wings. Yeah. Um, and that's also a great experience. Yeah. But, yeah. Hi. Yeah. So I started, obviously I was not from London. Um, and then I moved to London and I actually, again, I was like, didn't come from a label background. I actually wanted to do events. Mm. Okay. So I was working at a lot of clubs and just like going to a million events. And then I was like, but I want to get a proper job, like a real job job, like a full-time yeah, yeah. job in music. So then I, I actually went through this um, scheme called Creative Access, which is like a, essentially a program to get ethnic minorities into the creative industries. So yeah, everything from like music to TV. Um, and it was so interesting because out of all of them, music was the least. Like there was hardly any internships or anything to do with music. And then this one internship came up at Sony, uh, a label called Relentless which was like a label imprint within Sony. Um, So I interned there for a year. And then once I was in, I was like, okay, well, this is a really great experience. Um, So I did loads of different jobs there, stayed there for three and a half years. And then I got offered a job at Warner. Um, Again, a London label imprint that I was starting up. And I was like, it's just such an amazing opportunity to be able to work in these environments and like at two different labels, because they're so different. and get like a different perspective on how they run, how they work. But yeah, I think for me, like those jobs really helped in everything I'm doing now. Just gives you such an understanding of how the music business runs, how it works. It's a great way to meet people and just to really also figure out what you want to do. Because you learn so much about what these roles actually are when you're in them and when you're in that environment. Um, But the other thing that I think why it's so important for us to have our own companies and do our own thing is because I know how hard it was for me. Like I only got that internship because there was a program that was actively trying to get people like me into those places. So I think when I was coming in, I was like, I'm the only intern here. And there's, you know, so many young people that I know that are are great and that could A&R, that could be in these positions, but don't know even how to get to this point. And so I think for us, it's like, if we know what that feels like, we understand, I guess, how to change and create opportunities for young people where they can learn in a different way. Yeah, so absolutely. I just think those structures, not everyone can go in and just figure it out. So I think it's important to have other outlets where you can still get the opportunity to work with Nike or Adidas or, you know, a label, but just not in, in a, a traditional way that it, I guess it normally works. Beautiful. Um, yeah. But it was an amazing learning experience like that could only have happened by being there every day and just understanding and learning from all the people that were around us. Like we've been yeah. so lucky to have like really great sort of mentors or people that we work with that have yeah. shown us like 
the actual side of the business that we probably wouldn't see otherwise. So yeah. it's interesting because I like started a lot of like the stuff that Cozy essentially manifested into while I was working a full-time job like in advertising. Before I even like started working at Cozy and like made that a thing, I worked in advertising. I did like a, before that I was at university. I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh wait! Hey. <laughs> and like I'm still like obsessed. Like I'm obsessed with like crime and like. I was, oh, okay, I was gonna ask like music law. Or? Oh no, like criminal law. Oh shit, gritty I, stuff. I like, think I'm a detective, kind of. So like that was my vibe. I was like, I'm gonna like crack cases and shit. Word. But then like I basically, after like two years, I did philosophy and I was gonna do a law conversion. And I was like, I wanna work in something that I feel really passionate about, and I don't wanna have to feel like I'm working, you know. And I feel like that was like a big change for me. I dropped out of university and then I started working advertising because I saw that as like a viable way to like monetize like creative ideas. Okay. But during working there, I ended up like figuring out that music was what I wanted to do. And I just had no kind of access to things like something like creative access what Sade did is like so dope and it's so essential for people of color especially yeah. in the music industry but like it didn't really exist so I basically like the only thing I could do that was kind of creative and in line with what I wanted was like an apprenticeship at an advertising agency so I did that but then at the same time I started this magazine and picked up everything I was getting from working at the agency and started like funneling it into my own kind of thing oh, and that's, that's the so thing it's like learning about how everything works and then like applying it to your own thing so yeah so do you think is it important especially because both of you are trying to offer opportunities to younger people is it important to kind of go through the traditional model and develop some of those skills that way or especially I guess just in general like as you're finding people what is your role like one like you know traditional models like labels right. and advertising agencies versus like finding agencies where other people who might be able to like fast track you a little bit as a recognized talent yeah I feel like it, it's important to like we're now in like a, an age where everybody has everything at their fingertips and it's like super amazing and dope and it means that we can like create our own like institutions and that's incredible and bring together communities that otherwise would not be connected okay. but then at the same time it's like all of that involves a lot of like planning and like things that um, Wow. 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 <laughs> so loud. <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> she sounds like it was in this room. Hey, literally. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a full ass micro motorcycle ripping back. Right? Um, I feel like I definitely without if I had just gone into it like I'm gonna start a magazine but I never knew like any of the kind of things about like how that actually works or like I wanna manage an artist or like I wanna, you know, have have some kind of thing. I think like I definitely learned a lot from those traditional methods, but it was really about like sort of flipping those on their head and like getting the best parts of those things and then funneling that into your own situation. Oh yeah. But everybody's different as well. Like I wouldn't say like do go to university, don't go to university. Like yeah. I just sort of went with what I felt, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So one more kind of on that general point. You both do so much. You have a lot of ands in your like resume. <laughs> yeah. How do you, I guess, how do you approach something that's larger that you want to do and like 
start it. Because I feel like that's a lot of things where a lot of people are like, I have so many ideas. I see people like on Instagram or just in general doing so many things and I have things I want to do, but I don't know how to start it. Or I don't know how to approach something. Like, how are you going about doing all these things that you were doing even, you know? So I know that's, that's broad-ish, but like... I think... Do you want to answer this a little bit? <laughs> I think that... I think... It's, also, it's about surrounding yourself by people right. that yeah. are, you know, trying to do creative things. And I think it's also just like talking. It sounds weird, because obviously when you have ideas, you talk about them, but actually like talking it through with someone, being yeah. like, this is my idea, this is what I want to do. And then basically like planning it in your head. Like everything comes from like you being like, okay, this is what I want to do. And like, I think the word planning, like everyone's like, okay, but I don't know how to do it or I don't know what to do, but you have to try and start. So even if that's just writing stuff down and being like, this is what I want to do. How could I figure this out? Yeah. And then just having conversations with people because actually like, then someone will come and be like, oh, I actually already know how to do that. Or like, I can show you this or I have a friend that knows how to do this or whatever it is. Yeah. But I think like, because that's the thing we say all the time, like people have great ideas all like you know, all the time if they could follow that through. And I think it's about yeah. finding like a way where you can express yourself and say for me for example, like I'm not a photographer, but I have so many people that are photographers around me that it's like I can learn from them, but it's also like if I have a vision, I can create that without having to actually take the photo. Yeah. So I think sometimes people are like scared, they're like, Oh, I don't know how to do this or I can't do that, so I won't be able to make a film. I I feel like, yeah, that's the biggest myth is that, like, people forget that there is so, like, everything that we are seeing, that we're, like, getting from, like, the media and everything is a huge team, like, working behind all of this stuff and, like, the kind of, um, the mental state of, like, delegating and, like, letting go of creative ideas and giving them to other people, I think is something that people are really afraid of and they feel like they have to do everything by themselves. Yes. And for us, like, within Bloom, that it was really about creating a community, like, we're all like really young none of us are like we're all under 30 young women literally starting something and we're doing converse campaigns and it's like we can only do that because there's six of us yeah like sorry there's eight of us because there's eight of us and we're like together like okay we're actually gonna like I'm gonna utilize this skill that I have and you're gonna utilize this skill that you have and together we're gonna do it yeah. and I think like even with Cozy when like I first started it before I even met Sade that's like how Sade got involved in that it's like recognizing wow you do events that's so sick like that's what I want to do but I don't know how to do that and then bringing somebody else into that process and I feel like yeah community is like definitely a huge drive in terms of like any anything creative that you want to do I think fostering like genuine relationships and then building community like that's how we, we wouldn't be what like doing what we're doing yeah. if we didn't have other people like lifting us up to do it you know okay. yeah nice um, let's see so I want to bring it back to New York a little bit we're in New York yeah Wait, uh, I want to bring York. back to New York a little bit because okay, we're in New yeah, York. Yeah. But I kind of want to touch on what you were just saying. And I'm curious of what's, what have you found even like, because you both have come up, been here and you're often yeah. over here on like work as well as just like hanging out um, and living in London. What is kind of the landscape for like, I guess, people of color in terms of creatives in London that you're finding versus New York even? Interesting. Just in general. Because you're like, one thing that I've noticed with the companies that you all are doing. You're super open and very transparent about trying to uplift black creatives. Hell yeah. Uh, people of color in general. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious of what you're seeing 
you know, what it's like over there outside of even just specifically what you're involved with, what you think, like, I guess what could be better, or yeah. what, what it was, and like even in New York in general. Well, here. I have like, uh, so I'm part of a collective called POC, which is actually stands for people of color hey. and uh, it's basically a collective there's actually some some of the people from POC are here oh. Caleb Femi and Iggy London are both here who hey. are like Shout teach, out. Uh, both incredible directors and like poets and just incredible and basically that's essentially a digital collective of people from all over the world so oh, POC cool. are doing a screening in Canada at the moment and like hey. it's, a, it's a collective of people of color working within the film and music industry and I think there are a lot of things like that, especially right now we're here and it's Afropunk weekend. There are a lot of like really dope collectives out in New York and also ones from London that have come over here. So for example, earlier today, oh, before this, we were just at a shoot for Galdem magazine and they, they only specifically work with women of color or non-binary people of color. Oh yeah. Um, so like there are a lot of things that we kind of like work with and other collectives that we collaborate with that their focus is that. And I think for both of us coming from like traditional like places, our very presence has been like something that, um, you know, drives that. And I think it's really important to me anyway. Definitely important to both of us. We like always try and keep that in mind. Even like I just shot a music video and I wanted like women and people of color. And I just think people are more open now and accepting and just, I guess, awake to the fact that there needs to be a major shift. Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of places that kind of exclusively work with and try and uplift people from that demographic. And that's like a lot of the things that we're involved with in New York and in London. So, oh, yeah. It seems like globally that's really like a big kind of initiative, a you know? Yeah. And it's so important. Oh yeah. You know? And oh, it, yeah. we're all like, even though we're all from all over the world, we're actually like a really small group of people. All of the people that get to even travel and like go to different places and the True. fact that we're all connected over the internet and have these similar kind of like re points of reference and like things that we like music wise, you know, art wise. I think like it's so important for us to like support each other and like mm. go to people's things. And if we're in this city or that city, cause it's like a global community, you know? Yeah, yeah that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna do another New York question just to kind of tie this podcast together. <laughs> uh, have you found any restaurants or anything in particular that you like in New York? Yeah. 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 Okay. What was All the right. restaurant we went to? Where we so going? many. Um, Palma. Yeah. Palma. Yeah. Where's that? Palma. Where is it? <laughs> it's on Cornelia Street in yeah. the East okay. Village. All right. yeah. Oh, East Village. Yeah, that's it. That's what's the vibe? What's the food? What are we eating? What did you both get? Italian. It was like pasta, but really, really good. Also, okay. the bagels I'm here are really good. Thinking about it right now, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I went to Bagel World and had a great bagel. Hell yeah. Any any good like shawarma by y'all here? Any any good any like any like London staples that you're finding that are good in New York? London's. I mean, I've been trying to find tea. She's been she's been looking for a good cup of tea for like yeah. oh. fucking like. Yeah. Maybe we got PG tips somewhere around here. I haven't seen it. Where? Yeah. Where? All I can see is American tea. I'm like, what is this? It's American. Like, That'll be like American breakfast tea. Yeah. We're like, what the hell is that? Not the very, same. Very you mean specific. English breakfast tea, yeah. right? Like. Yeah. But it's not the same. 
But what else? No, I'm enjoying it. No, but food-wise, yo. I'm I mean, do you know what? Yeah, was, in LA, when we so went really there. Good, I was going to say, I was going to bring up tacos. I'm a big Ta- taco That's person. what I was going to yeah. say, yeah. The fact that you can get a taco in like, yeah. an, or a bagel in like most bodegas here yeah. is like yeah. incredible to me. Yeah. That's really it's great. It's like mind-blowing. Yeah. Insane, yeah. But yeah, we, we had, we've had some really good food. Yeah, we've been eating well. Very well. Yeah. New York yeah. is like the best. And also just pizza slices like on every corner. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, but I still... You get like two bros, some of the dollar slice places. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I want a sweet potato pie. Raised? You know, not raised. What's yeah. that? It's in a. It's in. I don't know if it's I on like Fulton Street near oh, the Barclays yeah. Center, though. Oh, okay. And right, it's so good. Yeah. That's like my favorite spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like there are a thousand in New York. Yeah, yeah there's I'm so like, much. To me, if you want a good like pizza or like a test, you have just to get a dollar slice. It's like the like cardboard with the cheese $1, on it. One dollar, yeah. yeah. And like. Shardy's been. You've been on the hunt as well for. You know, like in those dollar pizza places, you can get sweet potato pie as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting like a really small. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had one since we've been here. Yeah, yeah this. I want to get one. The last oh time God, we, we stayed here, tomorrow. I know. The last uh, time we stayed here, we were in East New York. So okay. We were like out there. Yeah. And we were like sweet potato pie yeah. every day. So good. <laughs> facts, facts. Sweet so potato good. pie and a slice of dollar slice of pizza. Yes. I'm here for it. Economical. Yeah. Versus the rent here, for sure. Exactly. That's good. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, let's see. So you all were in LA as well recently. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe over there versus here for you. Okay. In short though, we don't want to talk about LA too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. I like New York way more. Oh yeah. Hell I think yeah. I just can't compare them. Yeah, yeah they're very they're different. Like, com- like even the we- everything's different. The weather, yeah. the people, the places. So I'm like to me, I like New York and London to me are similar. Where I could be like, oh, yeah, that's why I love such a different vibe. Like I would always want to do both. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like you have two completely different experiences when you go to each, which I think is cool. A lot of what do you got? Five minutes? Six minutes? All right, cool. All right, let's see. Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, we've actually hit a lot of what I have wanted to talk about. Oh. I guess one thing that I was curious of, both being, you know, just like black women growing up different to like my experience in America, I was curious, what what do you think, or were there any particular experiences, just in general, that have helped shape your critical lens that you bring to your creative work right now? Or like even just from experience, you know? Okay. Yeah. Who wants uh, to go? You or me? <laughs> Then. No, both together. <laughs> All right, same time, same time, let's go. No, the same time. <laughs> um, things that have, I guess, like, growing up in, even though, like, obviously, we're still a minority here in the U.S., I think that, like, being from such a small country like London, um, being in America feels, like, incredible to just see so many people of color because yeah. it's really not, like, it's not the same. Interesting. Especially in New York. Like, obviously, there's different places in the States, but, like, New York specifically, this level of, like, diversity and just seeing people from all over is really, really amazing. And I think, like, that has definitely... Growing up in a space that's predominantly white has really shaped the fact that now as an adult and as an artist, I really want to be in spaces that are not. Um, so that's definitely like a big thing for me. Like cool. right now, I'm trying to get out of London. Oh yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go? stay there anymore. Where are you trying to go? I don't know yet. Yeah. I think it's between New York Bath, and LA. Bournemouth. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> None of those places. Just out of the UK in general. Like, yeah. Um, I just want to be around my people and I feel like my people are are like across the diaspora and I'm just trying to like travel throughout and I think New York is a really hot spot for that too and it 
It's really like an us. amazing place. You meet so many, so many people from so many different places here, and that's what I really love. It reminds me of London in a lot of ways. Yeah. But also, I just feel like we, as like the POC creative crew yeah. Yeah. there are more of us you know Word. hell yeah so that's really dope to be around it hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. cool cool nice. so the question is what is it like being a woman of, or growing well, up I guess is there anything in particular that you yeah. felt shaped your critical lens that's yes okay yeah you need to draw from that I was yeah yeah uh, yeah definitely I guess like I grew up, it, my dad is white, my mum is black. Okay, all right. So I grew up in like London, Dominica and Scotland and then I moved back to London. All right. And I think it was always really interesting growing up, like I guess being in completely different cultures where I'm like, obviously I'm half of both, but the perceptions or the way that people see me is completely different in these sets of groups. Yeah. Um, but then I guess also like what I wanted to do, I'm like, you know, I want everywhere to be diverse. So it's like you see a mix of different people and you're not just seeing one type of person. And I guess as I got older, being in certain environments where I'm like, you know, especially in music, I guess, because black music is very popular and that's something that, you know, is constantly being worked on. So like the product, the music, the culture, yeah. the fashion, where I'm like, there should be more people I guess who have a, a, an understanding or come from that background because again it's like there's things where I'm sitting there and I'm like just because I'm a person of color that doesn't mean I'm going to understand every experience and there needs yeah. to be a range Very of different true. types of people so for us to get the best out of all of the stuff we're working on so yeah. I think for me it's about like people and actually getting people that are good like getting people that are from different backgrounds because it's like being able to, I guess, live in different countries, I yeah. learned so much by being around different types of people, not just by race, but by everything, like being in Dominica, where you're living in like a country that mm. is completely different from the Western world, where, yeah. you know, understanding that culture and how those people live, yeah. then gives me an insight into like who I am, where my family come from. So I feel like everything as a creative feeds into, you know, who you are, yeah. because you're reflecting from your inside yeah, so I think it's so important yeah, you're for everyone to be given the opportunity to express that regardless of like you know where you come from who you are what you do and what you're interested in because people perceive things in different ways as well so it's like you should be able to let that out and it not be you know held against you or looked at in yeah. a certain way yeah. I think but I think it's like that's why you know as I get older and we set up these companies I'm like it's great because we can once we are able to build something yeah, to a certain level that. yeah we can do those yeah. things which I think are only going to be beneficial to everyone yeah, in the yeah. long term well but yeah let's keep building yes yeah, so doing that yeah. all together as a community yeah. Exactly. yeah well I think we're running a little bit over and that is what it is so we have um Two things. I'm gonna give you. We have. We're starting a thing. We're giving a gift from a different New York Ooh. 99 cent store slash bodega yes. every time. Oh my god! Yes. So I'm gonna give you this, and I'm also gonna ask the final question. Okay. Um, I feel like it's gonna be a really hard question because we're getting a present. The final question is gonna be, or I guess let's look at this first. Oh. So I got these cute little night lights from this. It's from a, a 99 cent store. Over in Greenpoint on like thank Manhattan you. and Norman. Wow, thank you so much. Whopping dollar forty-nine cents. <laughs> thank you.
Thank you for the dollar forty-nine. You spent more than one dollar. That forty-nine cents. That forty-nine cents. Thank you. I appreciate that. This would be quite cute. I'm very excited. I'm trying to tie it all in, and I was like, you both are illuminating a lot on the music scene and creative scene. So there are your nightlights. Thank you very much. So final question, very quickly, just because we want to start to understand and like make this be kind of a community driven thing who else do you think we should have on here yeah. from new york or from all over or but general, anywhere yeah. okay oh my god wow that's a good, that's a good question. question there are so many people <laughs> there are so many people um okay i feel like in new york I feel like you should get, you should definitely speak to our friend Matthew. Okay. Matthew right. Bentley. Yeah, yeah, He's Matthew's a homie. Incredible yeah. photographer and also an incredible DJ. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he'd definitely be number nice. like, Fuck one yeah. Of the yeah, yeah. Shout out to World's say. Fair, too. Yeah, shout out to yeah, World's yeah. Fair. Um, and then internationally, wow, like, there's so many people, <laughs> yo. I don't know. I think just just check out who we're following on Instagram. All right, yeah, we'll run through the list. The best answer ever. <laughs> Yeah. Truth, truth. I agree. I agree yeah. with that answer. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, Everyone yeah. is great. That oh, we yeah. follow. Cool. Well, thank you both so much for coming thank here and hanging you. out. Thanks for having this us. Is really lovely. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. And so we're looking forward, just all of us, to seeing what you're going to continue to do and doing, and uh, checking in with you soon. So, yeah. cool. thank you. We will. Right. Thank you. All right, and that's a wrap. Cool. Hey. Baselines and Banter is produced by This Is Not A Club. A new episode is released every two weeks. Previous episodes, a video version of this interview, and more information as well as other content, like our playlists, can be found on our website, thisisnotaclub.co. You can find information about our upcoming Baselines and Banter's party there if you're in New York and would like to attend. We hope to see you there.